Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, welcome to the The One Show show, the podcast that throws a metaphorical green sofa through the BBC's window and loots The One Show for anything of value. There, There isn't anything. But here we are, going through it all anyway. This week, then, Dead Rats and DJs, Sheep versus Sandpiper, and an old lady mouths the word fucking. <laughs> Joining me to take the knee while the one show charges us down with mundanity is of course the regular The, 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 the One Show showmark Mark Haynes and writer, actor, comedian, star of Upstart Crow and Raised by Wolves off the telly, Helen Monks is here. Hello, Helen. Hello. Hello. How, um, how are you? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a question we're all asking at this difficult time, isn't it? I know, I've actually run out of ways of answering it. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm in my house. Yeah. Watching the TV. Yeah. The one show specifically. Oh, course. the one show specifically. But I'm all right, actually. I'm okay. Great. I feel hopeful. How, how are you guys? Well, you know, right. we're fine. As people who have to watch the one show week in, week out, it's, it's, I mean, it's the only thing keeping us sane, which I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Do you know what? I found I loved watching the, la- the two, I just loved watching it, and I've now made a commitment to watch it every day, I think. So thank wow. you for bringing wow. it back into my life. Well, let's crack. I mean, let's start off Alex Jones, Angelica Bell, Geldof, yeah. Toxvig. <laughs> And Davis, brackets Alan. Uh, what a what a treat! What a treat it was. Right at the beginning, though, I mean, there was a tease, unlike any other I've heard from Alex Jones, and she promised us, um, she promised us a film 
that was beautiful. Beautiful. It's going to be beautiful, she said. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's going to, it's going to be basically the best thing yeah. you'll see all year. Yeah. Spring Watch is in full bloom on the BBC. Beautiful. And you won't want to miss Chris Packham's beautiful love letter to the sights and sounds of the season. It is basically the best film you will see all year. Now, that is a bold opening, isn't it, for the one show? Um, when you watched it, Helen Monks, was Chris Packham's film the best thing you've seen all year? I mean, for me, it was all right as a film, but it was no bad boys for life, was it? <laughs> the thing is, maybe I'm just completely pathetic, but because my expectation was so low, because she'd hyped it up so much, I then was so surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was... I was I had a tear in my eye. I was moved. It had highs. It had lows. I mean, it probably wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but it definitely what it didn't it didn't surpass my expectations of it being terrible. Yeah, I mean, it had what, what, b- birds, bluebells, blossom. I mean, they were very keen on alliteration at the top of all this film. the bees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and bees. The world outside is bursting back to life. Bring on the buds and the brighter days. Let me fling a little spring your way. Blackbirds top the charts for me. Blossom, nature's confetti. It's a welcome sight for our bees. Blousy displays of blossom are a smorgasbord of delight. Bees. Oh, yeah, yeah. actual bees. They were obsessed with what bees had for their tea. <laughs> I, 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 look, I really liked it, but I did think it was. it felt even better because it was like programming that you get during a national emergency <laughs> and because everything else is on fire and you know people being shot with rubber bullets and there's an invisible virus outside mm. watching chris packham talk about a bee's lunch i was just like this is heaven this is absolutely heaven it was but it also, was there was a lot of packham like, going I found on that i have space in my brain for stuff like that now that they were telling us facts like that bees uh, can sense the electrical field that surrounds a flower so they can tell if a, a previous bee has already been there and normally I would hear a piece of information like that and it would go out of my head but since hearing that news it's literally what I've been ta- every Zoom call it's how I've started did you know <laughs> there's an electrical field around a flower that bees can feel they can even sense the electrical field that surrounds flowers and tell whether another bee has been there already let's face it no one wants to be last to the buffet I've been doing the same thing about the rabbit fact that Sandy Toxvig threw in, which was that (laughs) rabbits can smell in the droppings of a predator whether it's recently eaten a rabbit. Uh, This is a curious thing. Rabbits can smell from a predator's poo if it has recently eaten rabbit. (gasps) What? What a skill! (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? That's what I want now. I'm having too many sort of, like, you know, big sort of thoughts about the world (laughs) in general. And sometimes it's just nice to sort of go, put that on hold for a second. What are the rabbits up to? Let's talk about the rabbits. I mean, it's good that you're listening to what's going on, Mark. And, and, and indeed, Helen, you're in tune with the outside world and the electrical field of plants. But for Angelica <laughs> Bell, this is something she simply doesn't understand, isn't it? Because there was a marvellous bit during the Sandy Toxvig, Alan Davies QI plugging interview. That's what they were on for, on their screens <laughs> from their houses, of course, where they were talking about the QI elves who were the researchers. This, this was, put... John, this was savage. This was <laughs> savage. They put QI together and they had a very long conversation about exactly their role in QI and how they do all of this research and all of this background stuff 
behind the scenes to get all these facts to the team who go on QI. We have a fantastic research team who spend months digging up all this extraordinary information that seems to be a bottomless pit. So there's always something to talk about. There's always a funny picture to look at. The QILs, the QILs, they're called that, said Alex Jones. Oh, they're the QILs, and they do all the research behind the scenes, and the facts, they gather the facts. Well, Alan mentioned the team of researchers that you've got working on the programme. I know you call them the QILs. Yes, said Sandy Toxvig. And then she told the fact about the, uh, about the rabbit sniffing the shit. And at the end of that, Angelica Bell said... Sandy, where'd you get these facts from? Sandy, uh, where do you get these favorite. facts from? Where yeah. do you get these facts from? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, but then Toxwig. Toxwig was like, she was like, well, uh, it's it's something very interesting, actually. It's uh, a unique idea we've come up with. You read a book. <laughs> It's all out there. You've just got to read books. It's a curious idea. And it was like, my God, absolutely left her. Absolutely dead on the floor. (laughs) Savage Sandy Toxvig. I don't think I've ever seen Sandy Toxvig ever take a dig at anybody. It was very... It was a it was a real moment of finally the lockdown has got to her. It was. It was and she's sitting there next to a big tomato plant that she's grown herself yeah. In, yeah. in a big blue bucket. But ni- neither of the bucket nor the plant were big. It's just next to Sandy Toxwick. <laughs> I am not one to comment upon that, as we all know. <laughs> but Alan Davis seemed to be having some sort of existential crisis, did you not think? He kept making reference to the fact that he old and they asked him sort of like why do you keep you know how have you managed to basically stick with QI for all these years and and you saw a flicker in his eyes of how he was going to answer that question other than I don't know how to leave because of my existentialism. Oh, my hands really I'm still waiting for the tap on the shoulder and they'd say uh, it's time for somebody else young man but I'm, at the moment I'm still there. The panel's getting younger every year I do notice that. The opening that Alex did with him like her opening question wasn't really a, it was a sort of it wasn't a real question but sometimes when they get comics on they try and be a bit we won't just ask the normal questions we'll try and have a bit of bants. Oh <laughs> shudder. And Alex's opening thing was sort of going on QI, they're doing the letter R, they go through the alphabet. She goes, Alan, been quite a nice little earner for you, hasn't it? (laughs) Um, So QI then, you're on the letter R. Now, Alan, this has been quite a nice little earner for you, hasn't it, this whole QI thing? (laughs) Because, I mean, you started on A... Are you going all the way to Z? What are you doing? I know. It's like an opening question being, Alan, Alan, how much do you get paid per episode? <laughs> Just sitting back, things you've never asked. You're right, no wonder he was having a bit of an existential breakdown because he was caught off foot, wasn't he? He was caught off guard with that first mm, question. He was. Yeah. And, and that... Coupled with her, this is the best film you'll ever watch. It's the most beautiful, beautiful film. It's the best thing I've ever seen. I was just thinking, she's been on the wine. She has yeah. been on the wine. <laughs> I can't this blame her. Can you blame her? I can't. But she had to present yeah. with Angelica Bell. I take uh, the wine. I think she, she knew it was a watchdog show, and that means that there's probably ten minutes on the show yeah. where if she's got her levels wrong, she can discreetly be sick while Matt Allwright <laughs> is talking. Or level herself out. Well, Matt Allwright was all over the place, wasn't he? He mm. didn't. He didn't seem to know when he was finishing his his bit. There was an, obviously an out cue on on the auto cue, but he forgot to read it. So they spoke to him, and then everyone just looked blankly at each other before he remembered he had to talk. Check the date, contact the company, extend it as soon as possible, Al. Okay, good advice. Thank you so much. 
Oh, please keep sending your stories into us because that's why we're here. Watchdog at bbc.co.uk. Thank you. Brilliant. And then yeah. he kept saying yeah. the word. What was the word he kept getting wrong? Oh, it was it was regulations. He couldn't say regulation. The Rights Act of 2015 and the package travel regulations. Regulations. <laughs> I think he's just got so used to talking with a delay because of Zoom that he couldn't quite cope with the fact that he was in the real world with real people. I, I, I did think it was a bit strange that they've got him in the studio. And he'll sort of go, thank you, Alex, and here's a video I've made. And then it cuts to him at home, like, making a video. <laughs> what? Why is the point bringing him in to throw to himself? I know. There is no point. First, it's cancelled school trips and the parents still waiting for their refunds. Snoring from the bunk above. A bin bag full of stinking dirty clothes. The smell of a youth hostel drying room. Yep, we all have our own memories of our first school trips. I no loved him at, at different locations with his tripod to try and keep it interesting. <laughs> I'll put the yes. tripod in the garden. I'll put the tripod yeah. by the telly. <laughs> and then he's just sitting, sitting next to his stupid camper van again. Where yeah. he's dry. And I love the fact as well that he was just... It, it, he's done this, this piece about holiday refunds about three times before. And so he's actually introducing it by going... Once again, we're having to do refunds on holidays. <laughs> Thank you, Matt All right. Thank you, Alex Jones. Once again, we're having to talk about holiday refunds. <laughs> it's like, my God, this is so unglamorous, the whole thing. And then when he finishes it, they go, you are coming in, aren't you, to throw to it? Uh, yeah, I suppose, you know. I really loved Alex's reply at the end. He finished and she went, well, I want to applaud you, but I won't. I feel like I want to applaud you, but I won't. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? what? Either do or don't. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I want to, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he was also quite sinister again. This whole watchdog on the one show, which is now what they do with the watchdog, he just sort of looked down the barrel of his camera on a tripod at home and just sort of went. Sort out the refunds, eh? Sort out the refunds. Eh? <laughs> like a, va- a veiled threat. It's always absolutely the- terrifying. And the big mistake that they make on the one show is the idea that CEOs sit there watching it at seven o'clock <laughs> when they get back in from their high-powered jobs. They go, I'll put the telly on. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's caught us again. Oh, right. We're not going to get out of this. Oh. Um, but then he sort of spoke directly to Grant Shapps in exactly the way, assuming that Grant Shapps, the transport minister, <laughs> is sitting down watching the one show. And it was very inf- informal with him because they were talking about the Civil Aviation Authority being allowed to give refunds, but they're not unless they get permission from the Department of Transport. So they Mm. phoned the BBC, said, we phoned the Department of Transport, but they told us to talk to the Civil Aviation Authority. And then he just went... We contacted the Department for Transport today for a comment. They said it was a matter for the CAA. We know that, Grant. The CAA's waiting for you. Grant, Grant, we know that, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) They're waiting for your meeting. (laughs) There is something really unprofessional as well about referring to the head of the sort of, you know, a transport minister. It's going, Grant. Grant, mate, sort it out. <laughs> like, 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 you know, let's let's not worry about all these lawyers and all these rules and these laws. You and me, mate, come on, on the level, <laughs> sort it out. Just absolutely mad. 
you might as well be talking to Donald Trump, presuming that he watches it. Come on, Don Don. Don Don. No more. No more Don Don. It's so weird. It's such a cynical tactic, though, because, like, I was Googling him after, and I didn't know that um, Matt Allwright was, like, the head boy at his his private school in Reading, and he's got this persona like he's going to start a pub fight with you, which slightly, (laughs) slightly feels like just another tactic of how to sort of get on the level of people or how to threaten people into doing stuff. Like, it's a learned behaviour. It's so weird. It's always, like, the the persona he's giving is that, I've got nothing to lose, mate. I've got nothing. Look at me. You know, I don't care. I'm just going to keep coming at you. You're right. It's absolutely fraud. He's like one of the great method actors. exactly. Imagine if that actually worked. If there was a press conference this evening, well, listen, Matt Allwright threatened me on the one show, so we better sort it out. I've decided to change the regulations. (laughs) (laughs) The other moment when I thought Alex had been on the wine was when she started calling Alan Davis Jonathan. Jonathan, for those people at home in lockdown, people loved Jonathan Creek. No, Alan, sorry. Jonathan Creek, though, is back on iPlayer. (laughs) Because of Jonathan Creek. (laughs) The thing that amazed me is they made episodes of Jonathan Creek for 20 years, she said. Yeah, yeah. Was that true? I think so. Well, Angelica was very keen to come in and and sort of diss the whole project uh, in a way, because she said, (laughs) um, I bet you wish... You'd made more than just 32 episodes, know, don't you? I know, I know. <laughs> we made it for 20 years, so there's quite a lot of programmes. I bet you wish you did more than 32 episodes. <laughs> She's clearly done the maths of how many a year that is and gone, well, that's a bit pathetic and lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so clever because it's across 20 years. I think we all are nostalgic for it because we all think it's our generation's Miss yeah. Marple or whatever but actually it's just been running forever why, is, why isn't that on the poster our generation's <laughs> yeah. Miss Marple Helen Monks that should that, <laughs> there's that funny be. thing as well where you, as you talk about Alan Davis's existential age thing where he was like oh, everyone on the panel's so young and everything they then put up a photograph of him that was purely yeah. designed for you to go shit look how young Alan Davis yeah. was yeah and yeah. yet exactly. somehow he's allowed himself to become old <laughs> The bastard. <laughs> what, a, what a cheating little shit. That makes me really wonder if the researchers who will have called him up before the show planted in his head that they were going to really hammer home all these things about, all oh, the show that you did for 20 years and, oh, yeah. you've been on QI forever. Like, maybe he started off jittery and then that picture was probably the final gunshot, yeah. Don't worry, it? the first question will be how much per episode you get. That's where Alex is coming in. <laughs> Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. I'm doing the man in the iron mask. Oh, Lord Lucan. The Hollinwell incident. The Versailles time slip of 1901. Tamam should. Who was Caspar Hauser? The Dyatlov Pass incident. Oh. How do you say it? Yeah, I've no idea how you pronounce it. It sounded right. Dyatlov. 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 I'll be doing some uh, deeply uh, culturally sensitive accents throughout <laughs> this. I'm sure Russians don't listen to things. <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination yahoofinance.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I like the fact as well that he mentioned at one point he couldn't see them. And he was like, people at home will think that I'm, I'm looking at you, but I can't see you. And I just thought, that's, that's like what an old person would do, isn't it? <laughs> they haven't worked out how to use Zoom. He could just put the telly on. It's online. <laughs> you know, put the sound down so you don't get howled around. Yeah. You can watch it. Yeah. But oh, I, can't, I can't see them. I can hear them, but oh, I feel old. <laughs> I'm really glad he said that, though, because it's now made me think every episode I've seen since or, like, is that shot are they pretending that they can see each other because like a lot of people now i've seen do reaction shots on the one show and actually are they all yeah. just acting well in in the other episode we saw chris packham was supposed to be describing photos sent in by viewers of wildlife they'd seen now chris packham was standing in what they said was his garden, but the caption said, the new Forest National Park. At his own house, at his own house. So let's go live to him right now. Let's see if he's uh, there enjoying what's left of the sunshine in the garden. Chris, lovely to see you. Uh, Tell us, what um, have you been seeing through those cameras during the last week or so? Well, we've been really busy down here. We've had the cameras out all the time. We put food out in the garden, so lots of birds coming in. But also we put table scraps out away from the house, out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Whoa. It's, it, he's had a good couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh... We should ask him how much he's paid an episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, but they, they were talking to him. Now, he's out just with a camera on a tripod. Maybe there's a cameraman at social distance. I don't know. But hmm. they were saying to him, what, so what's this that this viewer has sent in? And it was a... It was a pupae of a, a ladybird but he clearly couldn't see it so he'd obviously sit they'd showed it they'd emailed him the photo <laughs> yeah. we'll mention uh, this 
Uh, and so it was. But I thought, no, you see, he's playing the game. He's pretending he can see it. Whereas we know, know from Alan he's... Davis, this is a web of lies. Yeah. She was on a walk recently, Chris, and uh, she came across this. Uh, she thinks it's a ladybird larva. Is it? Do you agree? What is it? Well, she's half right. It's not oh. a ladybird larva. The larva is an active form of that insect which scarpers around on the leaves eating aphids. But when it gets to the end of that stage, it pupates. And what we're looking at here is a ladybird pupae. Wise man, until you two have mentioned this, I actually hadn't thought enough about this. <laughs> and I realise now what I was thinking was that the screen that they're on is a big zoom. And that when you are on it, you're looking out into the studio. And I now realise that that is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> but there you go, it's be... the magic of telly. They've tricked you into yeah. A, not thinking about it, and B, making an assumption that they all... Uh, I know, it's I, magic. I, I, I will be tearing up my licence fee card now. <laughs> How dare they lie to me? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Bob, Bob Geldof was on this show as well. Oh, um, yes, it, it, yes. Another person who obviously couldn't see what he was doing. Or himself. Yeah. I realised. Yeah. This has blown my mind. But that's because yeah. his hair had grown into his eyes and out the other side of his eyeballs. Uh, yeah. Now, we got, as a, 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 as a, a Twitter handle is, at The One Show Show, but people mistake it, Helen, for the actual One Show's Twitter feed. So we get a lot of tweets of people tweeting the One Show. And Mark, the reason we chose this episode to watch was because Mark sent me a tweet which came in to the One Show but accidentally came to us. And we, at this point, we didn't know who the guests were. So, Mark, what did it say? Uh, this is from uh, a guy called Russell Hudson. It's uh, at the One Show Show. Why have you got that scruffy drug addict on? I don't pay my licence to see and listen to this vile individual. <laughs> That's the man, the man who came up with fucking Live Aid, Russell. <laughs> so I saw that and I was like, I was like, is this person listening to our podcast? Who have we had on who's like a scruffy drug addict? It could be any of us. It could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah. so, Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. I was I was horrified. And actually, uh, it's that weird thing about... I don't think a lot about uh, Bob Geldof. He's not someone that's in the forefront of my mind a lot. And when he comes on TV, I always forget. I love when he speaks. He's really eloquent and yeah. he's grumpy. He's permanently good and grumpy, and I really like that about him. Uh, he was talking about this Boomtown Rats film. The Boomtown Rats, I think, are one of the bands that I have the least affection for in British music <laughs> history. I don't know what it is about them. I'm just like, imagine someone coming around and saying, do you want to come and listen to the Boomtown Rats? I mean, <laughs> They've only got just... two songs, Mark. I mean, <laughs> What's the other one? <laughs> well, there's Rat Trap. Yeah, that's the other one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's, look, I think he's really nice. And he was so good on here. I was like, God. He was. I could listen to him on like radio or a podcast mm. really happily, and I'd be surprised by how much I enjoyed him. And I love the fact that he started onto a rant about like the, the, what I call the classic Dire Straits rant, where he began doing a thing about the new singles out, and uh, you know you hear it on the radio. I mean, if they play it on the bloody radio, <laughs> really get out and about like we used to. At least you can hear the distilled sound of that on your radio if they ever play the bloody thing. But you know, I suppose 
you know, the policy of radio <laughs> well, now is that, you know, not to. Right, this it is was exactly really good. what I want. And you could hear off the back of that, almost collectively, the ani of the production gallery uh, squishing in and out, thinking, oh my God, this is live television. And Bob Geldof famously said, fuck on Live Aid. And now <laughs> yes. he said, bloody, and this is a slippery slope. They really quickly yeah. moved him off the topic, didn't they? they really about the did. I tell you what, our other guests tonight are Alan Davis and Sandra yeah, Topsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did really like sweet. was, uh, you were talking about the Boomtown Rats and only having one song that you remember. I remember yeah. two. Beyond that, nothing. So there's this entire film about their career. Uh, and But obviously, none of us could name another Boomtown Rat. It's Bob Geldof. No. Who yeah, that's it. true. And then Bob talked about the band and he didn't name one of them throughout this entire conversation. It Mo. got to the Seems point where... Man. Well, he doesn't. It got to the point <laughs> where, where he genuinely said the guitarist had a brutal childhood. None of us had a family. Most of the guys went to boarding school at a young age. The guitar player had a brutally dysfunctional family. <laughs> didn't name... He didn't, his name. He didn't know... <laughs> But the the other thing about that is he made it really clear. He said, right up from the start, he said, this film, he said, it's just a very good film. I mean, you know, regardless of the music. Because I think he knows no one is going... I'm a big Boomtown Rats fan. He probably knows there are no Boomtown Rats fans, which made it sort of even more bizarre that I still don't understand why musicians get to a certain age and they still feel the need to release singles. They're like, but that's what we do. And yeah, he had yeah, this yeah. single out where, I mean, he looked, the video, I don't know how it was filmed, but it was, it wasn't that pro. But something had happened with the lighting in his face and he looked like one of those plasticised corpses that Gunter von Hagen's used. Right? It's too hot, it's too hot, you get inside and you cool down. I found it terrifying. I mean, pretty frightening song and brilliantly because it's the Boomtown Rats I, I can't remember the title of it <laughs> I went to write it down and it's immediately gone out of my head Man. No. was it something to do with summer summer something I don't I, he said I, it's a summer track to make people feel happy so maybe that's if what it's called, summer track. They play on the people feel bloody happy. radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it stars the guitarist who had a brutal childhood. <laughs> really literal breakdowns of what it is. There was you a- mentioned as well that when they were they were sort of like doing a promotional tour in the US, uh, and they they did this as a sort of running question through the show to the QI guys um, that he he'd had uh, 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 by the record company a thousand dead rats were sent to DJs. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry no. can we just hold that there, right? As a PR stunt, a yeah. thousand dead rats were sent to DJ. Yeah. It was 1,000 dead actual rats which were ordered from the sanitation department of New York City and sent out from Chicago to a thousand disc jockeys who were busily playing disco in the middle of the 70s. So that was basically the end of the Boomtown Rats in America. On Monday morning, there was this thump on the desk of a thousand DJs, and it was a rash. But don't you think it was really glossed over? Because I honestly came away from that whole exchange not having a clue what had happened. I, didn't, I don't really know the band. I didn't even know there was a... Was there a single called Rats or something? Rats. 
Rat Trap was a single. Rat Trap. Yeah. yeah. So why not uh, send a rat trap? Why? <laughs> you you might, rather than the product of one. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the reality is, I don't think a thousand rats are that expensive to buy. I think they might even be free. You might even get paid to take them away. Yeah, you're so right. So they've made a bit of money on the back do of this. Do we know why? But, why did yeah, they do it? But but the other thing is, sending a thousand. That's a PR stunt. Sending one is like a, a hate crime. <laughs> the more you do, the less of a crime it somehow so becomes. I don't understand it. There was a bit where Angelica Bell, her again, said, oh, you know, you've... Um, they, they talked about him having grown this beard for lockdown. There was a whole conversation about him growing his... He, he, you know, Bob Geldof's hair has always been a bit like that, but it's got a lot whiter. He's got older, like mm. Alan Davis. Imagine. Yeah. And now he's got a big white beard. And she said, oh, you know, you've grown that for in lockdown. And he sort of said, yeah, Hey, Sir Bob. Well, look, from yeah. looking at you, we're, that... we're assuming you've grown your hair, grown your beard. Have you done anything different in lockdown, things you wouldn't normally do? This is my contribution to do to the country at a standstill. A beard. And, you know... <laughs> and then they showed the video, which they were careful to say was filmed before lockdown, where he had exactly the same beard. <laughs> <laughs> True. I liked it, it might when she have been a, de- a dead rat on his face. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when she had Jennifer Bell talk to him like he had Alzheimer's as well. Oh. So he was going, you know, it was a, uh, you know, it, uh, my my mum died when I was seven, and uh, my dad sold towels uh, in the country, and he'd come back, he'd be exhausted. And Jennifer was like, I want to move this on, and she went, Bob. That was then. <laughs> this is now. Well, so, you did so much, um, you, but so Bob, that was then. This is now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the traumatic childhood. Yeah. Bob, we've not got time. All very good, watching. Bob. All very good, but this is the one show and we live in the present, okay? <laughs> Snap out of it, man. Snap. And who's the Prime man. Minister? <laughs> <laughs> man. He, will always, he will always be one of those people who, it, when people go, I can't stand him, and oddly, my dad really takes against him. I, I just don't understand why. People have that visceral thing, and people sort of always go, oh, he's scruffy. Like that texter who's like yeah. that scruffy drug addict, you know. <laughs> Uh, a, presumably very libelous. I mean, he did very well to say, why have you got that scruffy drug addict on and not name who he was talking about? <laughs> because, mm. I, I mean, you, could, you have to go through everyone who was on the one show there and prove they weren't drug addicts. <laughs> and considering, actually, the other two are Sandy Toxwig and Alan Davis, I think it's pretty clear. But my dad's got that problem with him. And I always think, how can you have a problem with Bob Geldof when you think about him doing Live Aid and you think about him being on television and going, just give us your fucking money, you know? The man is, you know, we used to call him Saint Bob and everyone's forgotten about that. And it's only when you see him doing things like this that you go, he should be on television a whole lot more because he's so bright. And he's so sort of yeah. sparky, and I just—he's so refreshing. He, uh, uh, it made me remember I really like him, even a... though I can name one of their songs, <laughs> and, I, and, and I never even want to hear it again. On a note of how nice a bloke he is, he lives n- not through this door. Uh, he lives not far from here in Faversham. You see him in, not now, but you see him in shops. You know, I queued up behind him in the post office before now. No but way. He, he always sending out a thousand rats. <laughs> <laughs> I got my rats for the DJs here. Um, he's, <laughs> and he's, but he, he is lovely. Did he save two pound thirty by just handing you one? Yes. <laughs> Lucky bit. Of, oh, that's good. I still didn't play his shit song. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alan Davis on this episode as well. There was a bit when when we fell victim to the, the the Zoom delay problem that we you know everyone is experiencing and that you're seeing a lot on television, where Alan Davis just carried on talking while they were trying to link to something else. But rather than him just get cut off, Alex felt compelled to sort of engage with Alan Davis's slightly off mic talking. But it involved mm. them running out of time for her link, and in the end, she genuinely just went, well, stay with us, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, you both are going to stay with us tonight, uh, and we've got a quite no, interesting... No, no, no. No, Alan. <laughs> Come on out, play the game. We've oh. got a... This is so weird. It is a bit weird, isn't it? But we're all getting used to it. I can't see you. Does the viewer know that I can't see any of you? Well, you've been on the show. You can imagine. I mean, it's all the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why you shouldn't engage in banter with comedians, because you're (laughs) going to fall short. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then Angelica Bell couldn't work out which camera to look into next because they'd oh, thrown yeah. that off as well. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I do. I do like it more now. It's gone a bit slack, and I think Alex has really got that that sense of none of these shows during lockdown count. And I think she's got that thing of it's fine for me to just rock up and have a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be too slick because who cares? Absolutely right. And it's very clear they've lowered their standards because Gethin Jones is getting far more work. So, <laughs> you know, I will, I will say <laughs> there is Aww. nothing that Gethin Jones can do that will stop me criticising him. And <laughs> whatever it is, if he saves a kitten, I'll be like... Yeah, he saved the kitten, but he was quite rough p- plucking it out with that <laughs> combine harvester. And right there, we jab a stick into the spokes of part one and bring it to an unedifying halt. We'll be back with part two tomorrow, providing that some sort of technical cock-up means that it fails to upload to various platforms, platforms such as the internet, like it did last week. Barring that, see you in the morning. <laughs> If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Great Big Owl. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.